So if you talk to a business consultant, an attorney, or a commercial real estate broker about a personal lease guarantee, you're gonna get three different answers. In today's episode, I'm gonna give you the most accurate advice possible on personal guarantees after advising hundreds of clients in major markets like Houston, Austin, and Dallas, Texas. Welcome to Workspace Real Estate. This is your host, James Robertson. Now, a personal guarantee is defined as part of a contract or sometimes an entirely separate contract where an individual person agrees to be personally liable for a contract in the event that their company breaches that contract. A personal guarantee is requested far too often, in my opinion, in this industry for leases, and it's agreed to by tenants with way too little pushback. This is a provision that must be negotiated whenever and wherever possible outside of a lease. Now, now, to be in a slight defense of the landlord, there are some situations that warrant a personal guarantee. If the tenant's requesting the landlord to assume an unusually high risk in order to give them tenancy, that's one. Or if the landlord is spending a sizable sum on concessions like build out uh, or, or things of that nature, that's another one. And if the landlord is incurring some sort of additional burden or obligation by taking on a new tenant, um, like let's say a retail user has all these demands, like putting in a drive-through, um, adding new curbs, new parking lot, they're spending two, $300,000 on additional build-out, they're gonna want some skin in the game from the tenant. Those are situations that you can expect to get a personal guarantee and it's gonna be hard to get rid of it. Now, the reason a personal guarantee is so dangerous is that it holds you financially liable for huge sums of money without most tenants realizing it until they're in financial trouble. Basically, they don't know that they're in hot water until their business is, is in trouble. They ask the landlord to get out of the lease and the landlord says, hey, you owe me the accelerated amount of this lease right now because you're in default. And if you bail on me, I can take you to court and get this money from you or, or, or go to court and see what happens by suing you. Now, have you ever, do you remember how many papers you signed when you had to buy a house? Do you remember how many papers you had to sign when you bought a car? A $300,000 house can easily be hundreds of pages, forms, state mandated forms, these bank letters and big bold red letters talking about the financial obligation that you are about to take on. In commercial real estate, you're playing with the big dogs, man. <laughs> it's like the wild west out here. You could sign a seven page document that can lock you into a multi-million dollar agreement that could change your life if your business fails. It's shocking to me how many people, I'm talking smart people, will just sign without a broker or an attorney, uh, looking at obligations that cost multiple times larger than any debt they've ever had in their life. You know, they may have a quarter million dollar house or a million dollar house, and they're signing an $8 million lease, and a lease document is 30 pages, and that's it total. And some of these guys are signing this without having anybody look at it. There is more quote unquote documentation when you buy an iPhone, when you get a cell phone contract with Verizon. Like I said, when you're playing a commercial real estate, they expect you to bring your own experts. Buyer beware is, is, should be in your mind all the time. There is no hand holding here. And if the landlord is holding your hand, I would really be worried about that scenario since landlord brokers have no legal obligation to you. They have a legal obligation to the landlord and the landlord is the one paying them and the landlord is the one hiring them. So them holding your hand, uh, I'd be worried about where they're leading you. So in these situations, you gotta understand a personal guarantee for the landlord is a way of keeping the tenant involved by having skin in the game. A personal guarantee 
hopefully if it works, should prevent tenants from bailing out and taking advantage of all the concessions the landlord gave at the beginning of a lease and, and, and prevents them from just dropping out of business uh, without any obligation. This happened a lot in the 80s. If any of you guys were around during the savings and loan crisis in major markets like Houston, landlords that were desperate for tenants were giving away $25,000, $50,000, dollars in concessions, um, almost just cash. They were like, hey, you, you got a deal, give me a 10-year deal, let me give you $100,000 for quote-unquote moving expenses. The company would take those moving expenses and disappear and the landlord was left holding the bag. So some unethical tenants just took that cash and ran. Landlords learned their lesson and did not offer concessions that were not tied to property anymore after that time period, at least from my experience. Now, I believe that this rampant abuse of, of that provision, of that personal guarantee clause is, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I believe that there is rampant abuse of the personal guarantee provision by landlords right now. Now, back in the day, I understand why they wanted to have something to hold tenants' feet to the fire. But now, they don't tie concessions to things outside of property. They don't give you moving expenses or furniture expenses or things like that. They tie it to the property. It's either going to improve the property or they're going to give you free rent or something that's tangible with the property. Now, they're really abusing um, this clause because some of these landlords are not doing anything special to the property. They're not giving you much build out at all, or if anything, they're, you're, you're taking a space as is and you're signing a personal guarantee for half a million dollars? Why? You know, because I signed a five-year deal? If you got a security deposit, first month's rent, you have profit and loss and balance sheets on your, on your business, you're an established business that has good references, why do you need to sign a personal guarantee? You know, and um, that's something that I always ask. Matter of fact, we insist when we have conversations with clients. So here's my deal. Um, here's my philosophy on the personal guarantee. Ditch the guarantee whenever, wherever possible. How do we do that? Well, if you simply ask to have it removed, it's not happening. It requires experience. It requires relationships. Most importantly, it requires being able to speak to the landlord or the landlord broker's concerns. If you're signing a lease in a major market like Houston, chances are you're going to be asked to sign a personal guarantee. Your attorney will quote unquote advise you not to do it. The landlord is going to tell you they won't do a deal unless you sign it. And I will tell you that there are a hundred different ways to handle a guarantee clause in a tenant's favor, but it requires aggressive negotiations and in some cases the willingness to walk away from a deal. Not signing a guarantee can easily be taken as a lack of confidence and how a business is gonna fare during a lease from a landlord's perspective. It is instinctive for a landlord to say, hey look, over 80% of small businesses fail. I have skin in the game, shouldn't the tenant as well? My bank requires a guarantee, my investors want guarantees on performance, why, why shouldn't the tenant be held to my standards? Now, I wanna give you guys a peek behind the curtain here. The success in getting rid of this awful clause lies in addressing the primary cause of why the landlord placed the guarantee there in the first place. Every deal, every landlord, and every broker will have a different angle in dealing with this clause, which is the only reason I don't lay out a set process for how to remove it. What I love about my job is that it takes a certain amount of experience, creativity, and craftiness to create a win-win solution for both sides. You just learn how to do it over decades. Having these conversations and building trust 
and reputation in the marketplace is essential to be successful in doing this. This is why I tell business owners to always get an experienced leasing expert, not just the one with the shiniest suit or the cleanest haircut or looks like they could be a male or female model on the side. That was never my calling. Um, I had to rely on, on a little bit more than that. So, so tell your broker that you don't want to sign a guarantee. See what they tell you. If they insist there is no other way, find a new broker because they will never negotiate this out if they can't visualize a deal without one. If you're a small tenant, it may seem like there's no spaces without this clause. But once you grow a little bit, you'll see there's more flexibility in the marketplace. If you're a multi-million dollar company and you're still signing these, make sure that you understand why this provision could not be removed. You need to put this at the absolute top of your negotiating strategy, right under lowering the rent as a must. And if you have the right person handling this, then you just might be successful in getting this out. So that's all for today, folks. I hope this was helpful to you. This is James Robertson signing off. I hope you get the best deal at the best location, at the best price, and the best terms possible. Thank you so much for listening.